Hello and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Thursday, December 8th, 2022. I'm Mike Kachopoli. All right. <clears throat> oh, boy. You know the, the saying, things go from bad to worse? Things go from bad to worse. Well, that's basically what has happened over at Twitter headquarters here in San Francisco. You know, I'm only maybe a 10, 15 minute walk from uh, Twitter headquarters. Twitter headquarters here on uh, our Marcus Street here in San Francisco. And, you know, when Elon Musk took this over a month ago, he had said he wanted to bring transparency to Twitter, you know, make it a the free and open exchange of ideas and opinions to end censorship, to make it a more of a fun place, a place for open free speech. And um, and he's done that and he's done that. But what he's uncovered in just a very short period of time. You know, many people have said it's not shocking because we knew this was going to happen. And no, it's it's not it's not shocking. There's not there's nothing shocking about it. But I think well, let me take that back. It is shocking. It is shocking that they were able to get away with this for as long as they as they were able to. And the fact they were able to lie to everyone, lie to all of us who knew these things were happening. We knew there was censorship. We knew, we knew it. We knew that people who had a differing opinion from the official Democrat narrative, the official left-wing narrative, were being censored, were being canceled. They would would complain about it. I'd complain about it, right? I would come on and I'd complain about it. I'd say, you know, I said this milquetoast thing, which was an opinion, or maybe some facts, some some charts, some graphs that I might have shared regarding COVID. And I would get a 12-hour a, a timeout, like a child, or I would get a, uh, I would get a t- seven-day ban. Or I'd get a threat of a further ban. You know, you get a 12-hour ban, and then you'd get a seven-day ban, and they would threaten, well, if you keep doing this, if you keep offending us, you'll get a 30-day ban, and then your, <clears throat> your, your, you know, your account will be suspended. Very much like a child, very much like a parent scolds a child. You know, you're going to get uh, one day in your room, then if you do it again, you'll get three days in your room. If you do it again, you'll get seven days in your room. If you do it again, you'll never leave your room. This is just very childish nonsense. And I always thought, well, why not just let adults be adults? Why not let people put information they want on Twitter, whether it's some facts they may have gathered or just an opinion they have? And just let adults disseminate whether they agree with it or not. Isn't that why they have that little thing called the retweet? Isn't that why they had a little thing with a heart? Because if you liked something... You could you could put a heart, right? Or if you really liked it, you could you could retweet it. Some people even put disclaimers in their profiles saying, you know, retweets aren't necessarily doesn't necessarily mean that they are approving 
I do this all the time, actually. I, I retweet things or I put a heart on things. Not because I, def- I necessarily think it's the greatest thing ever written, but because I want to kind of, I want to bookmark it. It's a good way of bookmarking it. Then you can go to your likes and see everything you've bookmarked. If I want to talk about something, it's on my profile page. It's on my main page. It's on my main page. If I, if I, if I like it or I retweet it, it's there. So I can reference it when I'm doing the show. So it may mean I really love something someone says, or maybe I'm just doing it because I want to refer to it, right? So this was always done. So adults could decide whether they want to like something, whether they wanted to, to retweet something, whether they wanted to uh, block something, whether they wanted to do anything with the information that they got, whether they wanted to agree with it, disagree with it, whatever, right? Whether they want it on their feed or not, an adult with an account could make that decision. So I always thought, what's the big deal? Let people say what they want. We're not children here, okay? We're not children. So I saw a lot of this banning. I I really noticed it a lot during COVID. I, I noticed it somewhat before that, during the this, the the campaigns of 2016 and uh, the campaign of 2016. I noticed some of it. Okay, but remember, I was never a, a Trump supporter, especially in 2016. So I never put pro Trump stuff on Twitter. I would put pro Bernie Sanders stuff, anti Hillary Clinton stuff, and I did notice some censorship around that as well. As meaning the, the pro Sanders stuff would get less likes, less retweets than the Hillary stuff, and the pro Sanders stuff would sometimes get censored. I noticed a little bit of that. Then it really took off, obviously, during COVID and the 2020 campaign. Whenever I would put something up about COVID, this is why I believe I'm shadow banned. And Musk has said today the dump by Barry Weiss showed specific accounts that were shadow banned, right? Specific accounts that were labeled. It's amazing all the different censorship options and labels they had at Twitter. You know, trend blacklist, strike count, abuse strike, do not amplify. This is, this is totally Orwellian. These terms are totally out of Orwell. It's amazing all the different, I could not believe it. I thought they just had one shadow ban, right? Censor. But now it's coming out with today's dump by Elon Musk and Barry Weiss that there were all these different kinds of bans that they could put on you. Don't amplify, blacklist you, don't trend, not allowed to trend. I mean, it was amazing all the blacklisting ways they had, all the censorship types they had, the levels of the levels of censorship. They had at Twitter. I, I, it's, it was, it's hard for me to believe. It's hard for me to believe. But Elon Musk said, I wrote to Elon Musk because Barry Weiss put up several examples, but they're all high-profile people, like Stanford's Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, who I always talk about. It's on Fox a lot. Charlie Kirk, Turning Point USA. You know him, Dan Bongino, the host on Fox News. We all, these are high-profile people. I simply wrote to. Uh, Elon Musk and said, what about the regular schlubs like me who started to see their 
tweets go down, their retweets go down, their likes go down during COVID when we would post certain things, just the way Dr. J. Bhattacharya would, that went against the official DNC slash Fauci slash Big Pharma narrative. I said, what about us? And I don't know if I was the only one that complained about that or asked about that, inquired about that, but about an hour later, Elon Musk wrote that they're going to put up a software. They're developing a software program where you can check to see if you also have, and you've, I, I'm guessing most of you have seen the screenshots by now where it says strike count or trends blacklist or do not amplify on the profile of the person. This is the stuff that was all uncovered today. And you'll be able to see if you have any of those things, any of those labels on your account, and then you can appeal to Twitter now to have that stuff taken down. So that's good. That's good because I'm sure, once again, they're just profiling these very high-profile people like doctors and celebrities and talk show hosts on Fox. You can only imagine the the millions and millions of people who had these kinds of labels put on their account and was censored. So I think what many people don't understand is that this, we were told by Twitter that this stuff didn't happen. We were told by the Jack Dorsey said there was no such thing as shadow banning. We were called conspiracy theorists for saying there's shadow banning. We were, we were called crybabies for crying about a Twitter account when we talked about shadow banning. We were all called imbeciles when we talked about this, that we should wear tinfoil hats for thinking people are shadow banned. And now we see that people were shadow banned. Once again, that is the point. The the mainstream media will once again say, just like they did with the first dump, that this is not a big deal. This is censorship. This is content management. Even though, of course, 99.9% of the time it went against people on the right, right? It went against the official DNC narrative. It wasn't like it was even 50-50. But the point is, if this was just content management and there's nothing wrong about it, why did they lie about doing it? Why didn't they show us <clears throat> these profiles? Why didn't they show us these labels being put on these profiles. Why didn't they show us this? If they, if this was just content management and they were proud of it, <clears throat> why didn't they promote it? Why didn't they tell us that? Why did they lie about doing it? You only lie about doing something when you know what you're doing is wrong. Hello? So we were told this wasn't happening. And not only was it happening, it was happening constantly. It was happening constantly. And you see, they were very nefarious about it because there were very few profiles that they simply deleted. Accounts that they, because if they delete an account, I can say, look at this, my account's been deleted. I can make a public case out of it. But doing the shadow banning stuff, you could never prove it. And they could say, oh, you're crazy. Come on, you have an, your account's there. I can see your account there. I can, I can retweet you. I can like it. What are you, what are you nutty? What are you, what are you queuing on? You see, that's why they did the shadow banning. Because they can get away with it and make everyone like me look like we're crazy. When, of course, we never were. So going through some of this stuff, going through uh, Barry Weiss's dump of, of information, 
Um, yeah, I, that's, I, yeah, I, Gator, I, I said that just, I'm reading Gator's message. I said that just before you came in the room, that Elon Musk is, is doing this software program where you can find out if you're also been shadow banned, which is good, which is good, because I, I'm sure it's going to be very difficult for him to go through every single account. So basically what he's going to do is he's going to let you, if you care enough, go on and check. And if you have any of these labels attached, like Jay Balacharya did or Dan Bongino did or Charlie Kirk did, you can then appeal and to have them taken off. My guess is almost all the appeals will be granted, but he's just letting us take you know charge of our own accounts, which makes sense, which makes sense. But going through Barry Weiss's um, thread, it's like going through you know the last thread, there's a lot of stuff here. These are it was called the secret blacklist, and they actually called it the secret blacklist. By the way, the former people called it that and they had things like trends blacklists now dr j Bhattacharya, who i've talked about many many times actually it's Bhattacharya, i think yeah um at stanford university he was the one who who was part of the great barrington declaration who said that covid mostly affects those who have a lot of pre-existing conditions or the elderly so do take steps to protect those people and get those people the information they need to protect themselves and let all the young people who are not affected by Twitter, uh, by Twitter, (laughs) by COVID work and keep the economy going. Let them get the disease. Therefore, you'll have let them get the disease. They'll get a mild case or no symptoms, and then you'll spread herd immunity. And this will all end a lot faster. Now, that was considered nuttiness by the people of Twitter. That was considered absolutely insane. Why? Because then maybe those people wouldn't get the vaccine, you see, and Big Pharma would lose money. So Big Pharma, and we'll find out, by the way, we'll find out all of that in the next dump of the dump after. We'll see. Trust me. Come back here. We'll see people at Big Pharma, people in the government saying we have to censor this, just like in the last dump. We saw people in the Biden campaign saying, please censor this, please get rid of it. You'll see that. You'll see that collusion between Big Pharma and Twitter because it would cut into their profits, obviously. So, and Jay Bhattacharya went against the, 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 the Fauci, the Fauci doctrine. And so he was put on something called, and his, also his big thing was that the lockdowns, imagine this. His big thing that they had to ban him, that they had to put him on a trends blacklist for, was that COVID lockdowns would harm children. And now we know it harmed children. Anyone with uncommon sense, we like to call it on this show, knew the lockdowns would harm everyone, including children the most, and school closures would harm children. We knew that. But now it's been proven. But, but Jay Bhattacharya was saying this in, 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 uh, in March, April of 2020. And so they put a trends blacklist on him. And what that meant was <clears throat> a trends blacklist means he simply would not trend. His, 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 his tweet would not trend. So COVID lockdowns harming children would not trend. That would not get out there into the Twitter sphere. 
Only people who saw his stuff directly, maybe people like me who constantly went to his account, would see that. And it wouldn't trend. Like, I'm looking right now on my Twitter account. It says, what's happening? Raiders at Rams, Disney Bundle, Pete Davidson, Glaber for Glaber Torres, I'm a Yankee fan, and Al Pacino. Al Pacino's still alive, by the way. I clicked on it right away. That always, that always makes me nervous when an older celebrity is in the trend. But he's fine. But that's trending. It says trending in United States, Al Pacino, 33.3 thousand tweets. So if Jay Bhattacharya was seen, if that tweet about COVID lockdowns harming children, his many tweets, it wasn't just one, were seen by enough people, it would go on the trends. They put a trend blacklist so it could never appear under that. You see, so these it's it's amazing. But I want everyone to think about the the crazed minds who come up with these things. We have to have, well, we have to have a trends black. You imagine sitting in a room. I'd say smoke filled, but of course these people don't smoke, at least not uh, regular cigarettes. And they come up with things like trends blacklist, trending blacklist, do not amplify blacklist. Who comes up? Only the most crazy, censorship-loving, anti-freedom people come up with these kinds of things. Why do you need any of these things? How about this? If someone says crazy things like, do horrible things to the president, do horrible things to the president, they just get, their, their Twitter account just gets taken down. How about that? It's so simple. If someone says, kill Micah Chopley, kill Micah Chopley, their, their, their account will probably should be taken down. How about that? Just the most extreme, crazed, violent, obviously crossing the line legal things get taken down and accounts get, elim- get eliminated. How e- That's so simple. If I were running a social media company, I would get my staff together and I'd say, just watch out for crazy stuff like that. Watch out for really crazy stuff like that and run it through me first before you do anything because I, I own this. And that's it. That's, everything else is fine. You don't need abuse strikes, strike counts, trends blacklist, this blacklist. I mean, it's absolute nuttiness. It's absolutely insane. Anyone who says this is good, this is content moderation, hates freedom, does not like the – does not believe the paper the Constitution's written on. They don't believe it. They don't like it. They want it gone. And I've said this for the last 13 months that I've been doing this podcast. The left does not like the Constitution. They don't like the basic principles. They want they want speech controlled. They want guns controlled. And control means they decide who gets guns and how many. They decide who guesses what and what they get to say. That's what they believe freedom is. And we all have to say, oh, please, thank you. Yes, whatever you say, liberal, whatever you say, liberal, whatever you say. They don't like that someone else can have an opposing view. That they're too dumb or too weak to defend their point. They'd rather just eliminate you. We see it now where Democrats don't want to debate when they're running for political office, and they just say, we're not going to debate. Uh, you're going to yell at me. I don't want to hear you yell at me. So this is, just, this is what they believe in. And they get rewarded, right? Because they don't debate, and they win, they, win, they win elections, supposedly. Win in quotes. Who the hell knows? And as, as, as I was just watching on Tucker Carlson, 
This should not be about, oh, Micah Chopley thinks he was shadow banned. Micah Chopley can't build his Twitter account. Oh, oh, poor, oh, oh, poor Charlie Kirk or poor Dan Bongino. It's more than that. It's mind control. It's controlling a narrative. It's controlling the public psyche into believing one thing. As the person, I forgot his name, I'm sorry, on, on uh, Tucker Carlson, I've been watching so much today, said, it's like what they did during the, the, the riots of, of the summer of 2020. They promoted a certain narrative, made people believe that police were just killing everybody, that we had to get the police and defund the police. That was the narrative that the people at Twitter believed in, and that was the prevailing narrative they allowed to trend, to get retweets, to dominate the narrative. So it's, it's, it's mind control. You see, it's the control of the of the of the minds of Americans, the control of the minds, the narrative, the psyche, the American psyche to get people to believe one way or another about something. That is the real danger in this. Not that any one account is is, is a shadow banned or any any one account, you know, can't build to its, its to fruition. That's not really it's not really about any one person. It's about this idea of controlling the narrative. And that extends to elections. You're, you're accentuating the positive things about Biden, if there are any, and you're eliminating any of the negative stuff. You're accentuating the negative stuff about Trump and eliminating any of the positive stuff. So you're controlling the narrative. And in elections in this country, which are so close all the time because we're so split. That matters. That can make, they know that can make the difference. They know that can make the difference. I don't think it's, it's a stretch now what we're seeing, the evidence we're seeing, to think that this is why these platforms started. That people, that leftists started these kinds of platforms to control the narrative, to make that little maybe 2 or 3% difference that they knew could win elections for them. It's Machiavellian, it's Orwellian, any other Ian, but this is what they've done. This is exactly what they've done. Now, this is being taken away from them as far as Twitter goes, right? So they're attacking Elon Musk. They know this major platform, probably the biggest one right now, overtook Facebook quite a while ago, especially with the younger people. This has been taken away from them now. So that's very dangerous because we might have more fair elections now. We might have more f- fair narrative. Uh, sp- we might have more of a fair level playing field narrative now. And that will hurt the Democrats. That will hurt the left because it, t- it just takes away the advantage they had that they no longer have. And so they must attack now Elon Musk. This is why Elon Musk could, to use to use um, Donald Trump's term, you know, shoot people in Times Square and not get convicted. Elon Musk could do the worst things now, and I would never believe it if it was told by the mainstream media because they've been lied to this boy that cried wolf thing. They've lied so much about him. Their vendettas are so cheap and cheesy and childish. The stuff they write is so idiotic that I would not believe anything they say about him anymore because there's obviously and we spoke about this on yesterday's show for almost two and a half hours, a very, very, very organized vendetta now against him. Where everything's coming out, you notice everything's coming out at one time. This is exactly what they do to Trump. 
This is exactly what to do to anybody, Carrie Lake, anybody, Herschel Walker, anyone they want to take down. They say, go. And they all go at the same time and they pile on. And you'll see stories, 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 one after the other, five or six stories in the, in the period of 48 hours because it's all coordinated. It's all DNC and mainstream media, big tech coordinated. And they know right now they need to take this guy down. They've met, I'd say they've met their match, but he's more than their match. He's more than their match. Too bad, so sad for them. But this goes very deep. I mean, Jay Bhattacharya, he's one of them. Dan Bongino was put on something called a search blacklist. And if you look at Dan, the, 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 uh, Dan Bongino's account, it said, let's see, notification spike, search blacklist, multiple accounts, strike count, NSFW view. Now, we've discovered that NSFW probably means not safe for work. Is that right? Probably not safe for work. What does that mean? Not safe for eyes, not safe for our consumption. All these labels they put on his profile behind the scenes. You wouldn't see these, obviously. We don't see these on his profile. These are snapshots of the behind the scenes evidence they have. So this is all search blacklist meant. And I noticed this, by the way, because I became a very I became a fan of Dan Bongino. And I'd go to Twitter and I'd say, where's Dan Bongino on Twitter? Why the hell can't I find him? Well, because it was a search blacklist. So if you searched anything for Dan Bongino, it wouldn't come up. We had to really, really dig to find his stuff. Okay, a verified user, active user, 3.7 million followers, and you had to really dig to find his stuff because he was put on something called a search blacklist. Charlie Kirk. Recent abuse strike, notification spike, multiple accounts, do not amplify, not safe for work view. I mean, this is insane. This is absolutely insane. Twitter denied that it did such things. In 2018, Twitter's, here here she is again, Vajaje Gade, then head of legal policy and trust. How... how, (laughs) trust. And Kayvon Bakepour, head of product, said, we do not shadow ban. They added, and we clearly, so you certainly don't shadow ban based on political viewpoints or ideology. They just flat out lied. What many people call shadow banning, Twitter executives and employees call visibility filtering or VF. Multiple high-level sources confirmed this meaning. Think about visibility filtering as being a way for us to suppress what people see to different levels. It's a very powerful tool, one senior Twitter employee told us. VF refers to Twitter's control over user visibility. It used VF to block searches of individual users, to limit the scope of a particular tweet's discoverability, to block select users' posts from ever appearing on the trending page and from inclusion in hashtag searches. I Look, <clears throat> I'm not going to call myself a victim, but I'm a victim. I cannot wait for Elon Musk to put up this tool because I know, I know that I have all these labels on my account and I 
guarantee all of them stemmed from COVID. All of them stemmed from 2020. When I put up the same kind of stuff that Dr. Bhattacharya was putting up and Dr. McCarry and the Great Barrington Declaration people, and I was I was sharing, you know, come on, how many charts of Ian Miller's that are, the masking charts that the mask was bullshit? How many times did I put up the Twitter mask don't the, the the hashtag mask don't work? Come on, they I, I guarantee it, I guarantee it. And unfortunately, until this, I'm I'm not a big shot like Dan Bongino or Charlie Kirk or Giovanni so Elon Musk is not going to take this off my account until I complain about it. But I guarantee you, myself and all of us that did that stuff in 2020 were shadow banned up the wazoo. There's no doubt about it. Because I put up something and it would get, and I have 7,000 followers, and it would get one retweet. When I know a hell of a lot of my followers agree with what I'm saying. I say, what the hell? How is this possible? And it's still happening now. It's still happening now. So I can only imagine how many people were shadow banned during the during the COVID age, if you will, that don't know it until this software program comes out and they'll be able to verify. This was all done without users' knowledge, obviously. We control visibility quite a bit, and we control the amplification of your content quite a bit. And normal people do not know how much we do, one Twitter engineer told us. So they're getting a lot of these whistleblowers now. Two additional Twitter employees confirmed. The group that decided whether to limit the reach of certain users was the Strategic Response Team, Global Escalation Team. These teams, this sounds like military stuff, <clears throat> or SRT slash get. It often handled up to 200 cases a day. But there existed a level beyond official ticketing, beyond the rank and file moderators following the company's policy on paper. That is the site integrity policy, policy escalation support, known as SIP-PES. Okay, you know what this also is. Like I've said in the past, I don't want to generalize about techies. I don't want to generalize about nerds, but I'm going to generalize about techies and nerds. These are people who were never given the time of day when they were a kid. They were picked on. They were, they were kicked. They had the sand kicked in their face. They were made fun of. They were probably bullied in school because they were the nerds, right? They didn't play sports. They didn't play sports ball, as one of my faithful listeners likes to call it. And now this is their way of being important. This is their way of gaining some type of power. Look at these things. Look at these names they gave themselves. We're going to call ourselves the SIP-PES. The secret group included head of legal, policy, and trust. There she is again, Vijaya Gade, the, the global head of trust and safety, uh, Yoel Roth, Subsequent CEOs Jack Dorsey and Parag Agrawal and others. I didn't know there were that many Indians in San Francisco. I guess there are. I guess there are a lot of Indians in tech, huh? Uh, This is where the biggest, most politically sensitive decisions got made. Think high follower account, controversial, another Twitter employee told us. For these, there would be no ticket or anything. One of the accounts that rose to this level of scrutiny was Here's a big one. Libs of TikTok. Libs of TikTok, by the way, is a great account. They make fun of liberals on TikTok. 
basically. An account that was on the trends blacklist and was designated as do not take action on user without consulting with that SIP-PES bureau. So libs of TikTok, if we look at their screenshot, oh my goodness, I have to amplify this so I can see it, but it's uh, notification spike, trends blacklist, recent abuse strike, multiple accounts, two strike counts that not safe for work view. I mean, this is just, this is just incredible. This is just incredible. The account, which Chaya Rishak began, she was on uh, Tucker Carlson tonight, by the way, began in November of 2020 and now boasts over 1.4 million followers, was subjected to six suspensions. She mentioned this in 2022, anywhere from 12 days to seven days to 30. She said she was suspended by probably a total of a month overall. Each time, Rachak was blocked from posting for as long as a week. Twitter repeatedly informed Rishak that she had been suspended for violating Twitter's policy against hateful conduct. So, pointing out the idiocy of liberals by making fun of liberals, by parodying them, this is what Twitter considered hateful conduct. You see, that's what you do when you want to censor people. Hateful conduct to them meant making fun of liberals. Making fun, uh, making fun of right-wingers, of course, was not hateful conduct. The onion. But re- remember, this doesn't even take into account the actual suspension of the New York Post account, right? The actual suspension of the Babylon Bee account, which the Babylon Bee is total parody. It's basically the right-wing version of the onion. But you never saw the onion suspended, did you? They were never hateful conduct. So making fun in a very clever, non-hateful way, by the way, of liberals is hateful conduct. By, but doing that to the right is not hateful conduct, you see. But an internal SIP-PES member from October 22, after her seventh suspension, the community acknowledged that LTT has not directly engaged in behavior violative of the hateful conduct policy. Ugh. The committee justified her suspensions internally by claiming her post encouraged online harassment of hospitals and medical providers by insinuating that gender-affirming health care is equivalent to child abuse or grooming. Compared this to what happened when Reichek herself was doxxed on November 21st of 2022. A photo of her home with her address was posted in a tweet that garnered more than 10,000 likes, and that was fine, of course. When Rachak told Twitter that her dress had been disseminated, she says Twitter support responded with the message, we reviewed that, reported content, and didn't find to be in violation of the Twitter rules. So no action was, taxing, was taken. The doxing tweet is still up now. So making fun of liberals is hateful conduct. A parody is hateful conduct. But putting up the address of this woman who was hated by the left and Democrats so people could possibly kill her, hurt her. That's not hateful conduct. This gets worse and worse. In internal Slack messages, Twitter employees spoke of using technicalities to restrict the visibility of tweets and subjects. Here's Joel Roth, Twitter then global head of trust and safety, in a direct message to a colleague in early 2021. From Joel Roth, a lot of times, SI has used technicality spam enforcements as a way to solve a problem created by safety 
under-enforcing their policies, which again isn't a problem per se, but it keeps us from addressing the root cause of the issue, which is that our safe policies need some attention. You see, this is six days later in a direct message with the employee of the Health Misinformation Policy Identity Research Team, Roth requested more research to support expanding non-removal policy interventions like disabling engagements and de-amplifying visibility filtering. Roth wrote, the hypothesis underlying much of what we've implemented is that if exposure to example misinformation directly causes harm, we should use recommendations that reduce exposure and limiting the spread virality of content is a good way to do that. He added, we got Jack on board with implementing this for civic integrity in the near term. We're going to need to make a more robust case to get this into our repertoire of policy recommendations, especially for other policy domains. Now, Jack claims he didn't know a lot of this stuff, right? Jack is the one who just came out yesterday and told Elon to expose everything, right? So Jack is claiming ignorance of all this. But call that bullshit. Would it uh, Jack be nimble, Jack be quick, Jack be exposed as a lying prick? That's not me. That's very clever. Dinesh D'Souza came up with that today. I think Jack is a lying prick. And Jack, what Jack did... Is, is typical of what the left is doing and Democrats now is getting ahead of things, right? He knew this was all going to come out. So he said, no, no, I encouraged it. So, of course, I didn't know it, right? Because I wouldn't have encouraged it if I knew about it. But, of course, he did. He was the owner. And as Roth just said in that email, we, we tell, he pretty much said, we tell Jack everything, right? Jack agrees with this, but we're going to have to make a better case to get Jack agree with that. So Jack knew all of this stuff. Jack knew all of this stuff. There's more to come on this story, says Barry Weiss, which is reported by Keep Up with the Unfolding here on the brand new. The authors have broad and expanding access to Twitter's files. The only condition we agreed to was that the material would first be published on Twitter. Right. So this will be published in other places, but it'll be published on Twitter first. That's the deal that Elon Musk made with people like Taibbi and Weiss. We're just getting started on our reporting. Documents cannot tell the whole story here. A big thank you to everyone who has spoken to us so far. If you're a current or former Twitter employee, we'd love to hear from you. Please write to us at tips. So they're they're getting these whistleblowers now who knew this was all wrong. So we have to give some, you know, respect to these people who were probably liberals in San Francisco who knew this was wrong. But the people who were in power, obviously, had the last say. Yeah, I mean, look, once again, this is all stuff we knew was happening. But then we get proof it happened. And actually, the, it, it's showing it's even deeper and more insidious than any of us actually thought. Like I said, the kind of organ, the kind of group labeling they did, the kind of banning they did, the, all the different kinds of banning they had, all the kinds of shadow banning they did, all these different organizations they developed there. This is why people complain that Musk fired 75. But this is, these are the people he fired. You don't need these people. You don't need these ridiculous groups. These ridiculous boards, P-I-S-I-P, P-E-S. Who needs this shit? It was, it's a waste of money. You don't need any of this stuff. You simply let people say what they want. Now, Gator is going to come on and tell me how, when an, how Elon Musk is a ma- an evil man, right? <laughs> hey, Mike, how are you doing? All right. Yeah, look, you know, again, can 
You're not gonna you're not gonna admit he's a hero yet, are you? No, 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 wait. So from yesterday, this is good because two things are happening, obviously. We're now seeing again the thing I want to see, you know, and he's 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 claiming that he's doing the potentially doing the right thing, which is to create an automatic an automated tool way of us checking account status, right? So mm-hmm. so you know, not hard to do. Just reveal reveal that bit of the dashboard, right? It's not gonna be code hard to do to show us are you being amplified, are you being shadow banned, but He's not going to show you really the the true reach you get, but something's better than nothing, right? And that and that's all to be rewarded to to be uh, to be welcomed. I'm glad to see it, right? So so that's good. Um, what I find interesting, as you're just getting on to now, is the whole Dorsey CEO thing, right? Now, yeah. as I've just posted in the comments, Musk has actually literally publicly said Dorsey didn't know much this was going on, and it kept in the dark, uh, wasn't part of it, right? Well, I I think that's probably bullshit. And the problem is that that um, he is the CEO, so there's two problems he's got. One is either ignorance or incompetence, and, and you and neither one of those works, right? Because if you're an ignorant CEO, what in Dorsey's case that would mean is that he has literally deliberately ignored all conversation on his own platform and in the wider press alt or mainstream that says we think social media manages the content via shadow banning suppression amplification and the rest of it and that's a long-standing rumor right so so as a ceo in the social media sphere he's never been aware of that possibility and then and so either and if he was aware of the possibility he never even had the professional um uh, curiosity to check his own functional spec architectural design or code base to check if that was happening anywhere in his platform. Right. I mean, people, people are complaining about it. So why not just check on it at least? Exactly. Right. (laughs) And then, and then the other version of this is incompetence. So somehow he hasn't got the skill to go to people in his team and say, do we do this? Uh, What is the competent? What, what, what do we do? Uh, Yo, what, 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 what are you doing on a daily basis? Gad, what are you doing on a daily basis? Do you manage anything here or is this a completely free? He, he's not got the competence to go around just asking non-technical questions like that. Right? Neither one of those are a defence. But, but bear in mind what you're looking at. You're looking at the beginning of the Sam Bankman-Fried defence being applied via Elon Musk to Jack Dorsey. That's what's happening here. He's being given the Sam Bankman-Fried way out by another oligarch. That's to be watched. Oh, I, maybe, maybe not. I mean, first of all, it's not it's not Elon Musk's place to to announce him as guilty or not. But well, what you're seeing to. now, but no, what you're seeing now is a lot of people saying, "Look, there there are people who are giving him." Charlie Kirk just wrote. Daniel sent this to me in 2018. I met with Jack Dorsey personally. I've never talked about this publicly before. He assured me Twitter. This is 2018. He assured me Twitter did not shadow ban accounts. Either he lied or these policies didn't take effect until later which is plausible based on what happened next. Within six months of our meeting, I began to notice severe throttling of certain posts that were obviously being suppressed. I reached back out to the executives I had previously met, and while attempting to get answers to the drop-in engagement, they just stopped responding. So he's basically saying that this stuff started happening later on. And I see, I, I still, I don't, 
I don't know if they did a lot of this stuff after Dorsey was no longer really part of Twitter. Because remember, yeah, wait he, a second. He, remember, when, when, remember when, they, they took they took him out of the equation a while back. So well, hang on, he he's either the official CEO or he isn't. And if he whilst he's the official CEO, he's never out of the game because he has CEO rights and access, right, and res- fiduciary responsibility. Yeah. Right. Now, or, or, he, I, or, he didn't, or he didn't care enough at that point. To exactly. Him. Or yeah. he himself made a choice of something to do behaviorally, managerially, of how he was right. going to do things or not. Right Now, Kirk, 2018, so there's two things, a timing defense, okay, and um, a semantics defense. So Jack Dorsey can say, yeah, when I made that statement to um, that guy, it was true because at the time I didn't have the knowledge and we weren't doing it to my knowledge. And then, so he has to be asked, did you know in 2019? Did you know in 2020, 2021, 2022? Did you ever look in any of these windows? That's the specificity of the questioning that has to go on with this guy, right? And then his semantic defense will be, yeah, we didn't do shadow banning. We did VF. And that only kicked in in 2020 when COVID started being the thing that we wanted to protect humanity from. Right. That's that's the level of specificity you've got to get this guy into and you've got to drill the fuck out of him on that basis and depose him on it. Right. Well, but uh, just, just, just see, just based on what's happening here, Jack Dorsey is going to be called in front of Congress next month. You see, and he's able to lie in the way that yeah. Zuckerberg and Clapper did. I don't know. Did Zuckerberg lie when Zuckerberg, when Zuckerberg was talking about the FBI? Zuckerberg said the FBI came to him and said, you might want to look out. For some stories that might be, you know, they didn't they didn't specifically say Hunter Biden, but of course that's what they were doing. They were they were planting the seed for that, mm. and they came out and they said, well, you might want to look out for some of these stories and and uh, and watch out for this disinformation, probably from Russia, you know. And so he they but he admitted on Joe Rogan that he they, they shadow banned stories on Hunter Biden. They deamplified stories on Hunter on Hunter Biden. So he, he admitted it. But what yeah. he's saying is. That the FBI, it came from the FBI. So what the, what do you want me to do? That's, yeah. that's, that's basically what he's saying, right? Right. So, yeah. so, so Zuckerberg lied to Congress by using weasel wording and obfuscatory language, okay, and obfuscatory responses. And then he later admitted effectively that he'd done that when he spoke to uh, Joe Rogan, right? Now, nothing's going to happen to Mark Zuckerberg because he's a key player in the surveillance complex right yeah. an industry because of what he does and the same thing will happen to jack dorsey right Bec- and i can tell you that it will because it has happened to zuckerberg and it happened to clapper clapper was literally asked does the nsa conduct bulk surveillance of u.s citizens within u.s territory and he went not wittingly that's a lie and that is jailable and yeah. nothing happened to him, right? Yeah. So this is what's going to happen to Dorsey because these boys are all players in the surveillance complex of the United States hegemony, right? We should be under no illusion of that. And the fact that, that, that Elon Musk has publicly said in a tweet, and I quote, controversial decisions were often made without Jack's approval and he was unaware of systemic bias. The inmates were running the asylum. Jack has a pure heart in my MO. That is one oligarch protecting yeah, essentially a key player uh, it's possible or or you know you're such a cynical person i love that you're cynical by the way 
But <laughs> that's one of the things I love about you. You're cynical. But or 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 Elon Musk truly believes Jack Dorsey. He do, or he truly believes Jack Dorsey, that Dorsey didn't know a lot of the stuff that was going on behind the scenes because these people knew the children knew they were being bad and they didn't want daddy to know. I mean, that's very okay. possible. Now, I have a problem because in like I read when I read the UL Roth stuff, he pretty much said in that email, we ran this little thing by Jack and that was OK by him. But we're going to have to make a better case if we want more censorship. So in that email, he's pretty much saying they run everything by Jack Dorsey right now. Is it true? Did they did they then get together and say we don't want Jack to know this because Jack's been very tough on us with this stuff? It's very possible. Maybe more will come out about that. But Elon Musk is what he's doing is he's giving Jack Dorsey the benefit of the doubt. Whether he's doing that because he's a a a a, a, a fellow billionaire, I don't know. You know, or he just believes that to be the case. Okay, if you were uh, involved, and and he is involved in a potential criminal prosecution with documentary evidence against parties, would you publicly comment? and make public comments that could sway a jury in advance of a fair trial. I wouldn't. No, but what you should always just done. I understand, but what you also understand is that, from what I've heard from many Republicans, is they do not care for Jack Dorsey. They don't like Jack Dorsey. They don't, know what, they don't like what happened to Twitter under Jack Dorsey. So with all this information coming out, they are definitely, many Republicans are not just going to forgive Jack Dorsey. They're going to put him on that stand. They're going to make him answer tough questions. And we don't know what's going to develop from that. Now, look, I have come out here and said many times that Fauci will never go to prison, that Burks will never go to prison, that none of these people will actually really be held accountable. They're all in the same category, very powerful figures, and nothing ever seems to happen to the most powerful people, right? So it's not just Dorsey. It's not just it's not just it's not just uh, techie wealthy techies. It's doctors. It's politicians. It's all these people. That should be behind bars and will never, ever get prosecuted. Never, ever. Believe me, we're going to see plenty of proof that Fauci and his people put the arm on Twitter and, and, and colluded with Twitter to ban people like Bhattacharya and to squash all that information from the great brand. And that's totally illegal. He was a government figure, but he's not going to be prosecuted. We know that, right? He's not going to be. It's not Elon Musk's fault. It's just the way of the world, my friend. Okay, but 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 there is still a possibility that somebody, an, a private individual, will bring either a civil or a criminal prosecution mm -hmm. against any of these actors. Right? Oh, there can be plenty possible. of civil. I think there'll be plenty. Of, people want Jay Bhattacharya to put a, to to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He should. Right? He should sue. Elon, he should Elon Musk. Sue. Elon yeah. Musk knows that, and yet he has just consciously decided to to put out a public statement which could potentially skew one of those types of hearing that's fucking irresponsible right i don't know and he knows I, I, better than that so yeah. he's doing something consciously that skews the justice system right he's yeah. doing that for a reason why do you think he's doing it to protect Pardon? jack dorsey is that do you no. really think he's that you think he's that interested in protecting jack dorsey yeah there's something else going on here about um throwing to the wolves low level players Right, because um, think about it. Think about what this means. Yeah, I, if you can get a CEO off mm -hmm. the hook of responsibility and you cap that, what's the form that's going on here? He's protecting somebody with incompetence or ignorance defences. 
and provided that if that ever gets tested in law yeah. and that goes through, that remains an escape path for all people in that in that process later on. And Sam Bankman-Fried's running that racket now. That's exactly what Sam Bankman-Fried is doing. He's trying mm. to sway, mm. um, get out of jail before yeah, well, he's put in the seat by claiming incompetence and ignorance. But actually yeah. those two things are failings, direct failings, professional failings in the CEO yeah. position and still should be jailable, right? But, yeah, but, but the only people who are buying that are Democrats like Maxine Waters, they took money from him. So of course mm. they're making it. They they don't they don't want to be implicated. So of course they're going to make it look like the guy's innocent and just made. Oh, you made a mistake. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's a, just like a, a young guy who fucked up. It's like yeah. no, that's yeah. uh, uh, they're all they're all fraudsters. And even if you even if you set up a system, and then walked off from it, a CEO can't walk off from what their company does. Yeah, you can't. That's why you're the CEO. If you don't want to fucking be responsible, don't be the CEO and take the CEO rewards. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but once again, I, 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 I don't want to go past what's happening here, which is that all of this is being uncovered, right? All of this is being uncovered. All this Orwellian science fiction really crap is being uncovered. Now, now the, the bigger point I really want to make, the bigger problem here, the bigger problem we have is that 90% of the media is not even covering it. Of or if they, co- if they cover it, they're covering it as, oh, it's a, it's a whole lot of nothing. Yes. Right? Make a mountain out of a molehill. That is the bigger issue because just like Twitter was controlling minds, as I said, controlling the public psyche, this is what the left-wing mainstream media is doing also. They're well, making people believe this is not a big deal. This is just a crazy conspiracy, conspiratorial right-winger, Elon Musk, which of course is ridiculous and see, had never voted Republican until this year, like I, like same with me. Um, they're trying to make it look like he just hates Democrats so much that he's making all this up or making it look like it's a big deal when it's really not. So that that's the bigger problem here. It really is because yeah. this should be a huge story, okay? And everyone, whether you're on the left or on the right or in the middle, should think this is very dangerous and we should not allow this. But the problem is, is that while the left might not have Twitter anymore, they still have everything else. And they're still able to control the narrative, you see? Of course, yeah. uh, um, What's a key part of propaganda is what's not said, right? Because most people who consume information consume it as lazy consumers. They are given and fed instead of they hunt and seek, right? They have a very small number of outlets that they check. Most people read maybe one, two papers. Um, people used to just buy one paper, didn't they? Before before online access um, gave them a quick choice yeah. of more, right? So, 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 so keeping something out of the news is 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 more powerful in many ways than putting anything in, right? Mm-hmm. So, so what this shows again is a, is that if if on day two of Twitter files part two you did an audit of all mainstream media and you literally never saw any reference to Barry Weiss's Twitter files part two, you know, that's propaganda. You know, it's true. You know, it's a threat and you know that the propaganda machine is suppressing it. Right. And, and that is exactly what is happening here. Right. I totally agree. But the thing is this, what you then need to do is create a story about that deliberate suppression. So you need to, you're now running two stories down you're down of the story that's being hidden and you're down the story of the hiding. You see what I mean? 
You, yeah, you, I know, you I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And, 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 and without those two stories being floated by any mainstream outlet, the dumb, the dumb populace remains dumb. And that's and we're we're not in that camp. We're in the alt media, smarter populace who who seeks and and, and is cynical and hunts mm. for information, right? And then basically is a bit more switched on. But but then we just get sidelined because when you come out with this stuff, you go, no, you're just a conspiracy theorist, and that, and that's the loop of management of us, you know. But but right. the interesting bit here is that Elon Musk is doing the unusual thing. He's actually doing this and revealing this shit on the platform in front of dumb people, right? In front of all these people who don't believe that Twitter's managed, right? And we'll see where that goes from there. Because he's 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 got control of the outlet yeah. to, and I, and to you stop know what? the suppression. I, I think you're, and I, I, but I don't think this is also just a case I'll get to William in a second, but I don't think this is this is a case of just throwing the you know the peasants under the bus. These people were very high up, well paid people like Gade and Yoel Roth and Baker. Okay, and these people were all in on this. We don't know. Maybe Dorsey was kind of in or not in, or but these people obviously from their emails and what we're seeing over the last two weeks, they were all in on this censorship. They were all in on this collusion with the Democrats. They were all in on if the Biden campaign snapped the fingers, they jumped. They were all in on it. Okay, a hundred percent. So I don't feel bad for these people, and they should be brought up in front of Congress. And they should get their asses sued. They should even end up in jail, but they should certainly get their asses sued by people. And and I, once again, these aren't like little $20 an hour underlings. In fact, those people who didn't make as much money are the ones who were the whistleblowers right now and knew the shit was wrong. Okay? And the higher-ups were controlling everything. So I'm not, I don't feel bad for those people. Okay? What, what, what I think we should hope happens from this is that we see um, – direct leaks from of documentary evidence from facebook and from the other platforms because i think you're wrong facebook has got 2.9 billion monthly users and yeah but i think a lot of that stuff is, is almost like fake people again or people don't well, well so, yeah, but the same this is the same bots are on everything right and the official yeah. number of users for twitter are 290.5 monthly users right so you can even if you correct for bots yeah. Facebook is radically more powerful. Now, the reason why um, in the congressional hearing uh, Zuckerberg had such an easy ride was because no one had documentation. So what we need is is documentation, right? And I'm hoping that this is going to happen at some point. Somebody somewhere is going to do a leak and fuck mm -hmm. Zuckerberg over. But at the same time, oh. you know, um, what happened? Apparently, apparently the metaverse, somebody, <laughs> somebody in a DNC... Or, or or the government threw a party in the metaverse and six people turned up. Hopefully that's true. Um, well, you know, Gator, YouTube also, YouTube also, Instagram yeah, yeah. also. Pick any any yeah. any platform, yeah. Google Google right. or Amazon or or any social media. Hopefully somewhere somebody is going to start doing something. But who knows? It's it's going to be a long time coming anyway. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for the call. As always. No worries, but thank you. Yeah, thanks. Okay, let's go to. Bill. Hey. Bill, what's up? Great call with uh, you all, Gator yeah. slash Iggy, <laughs> whatever, he <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you want to be called. Yeah. Guy knows a lot of stuff. It's amazing. He's like an encyclopedia. The guy yeah, plus he's got the British accent, which gives him more uh, cachet, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> extremely intelligent. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to try. I say my, my British accent is terrible. 
I can't do it. So. <laughs> well, he can I'll, say anything. I'll have to stick with the New York accent. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he should represent some of these uh, criminals because the way he, you know, just talking the way he does, he can help get them off. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. I'm like the Italians, you know, we sound stupid, you know, <laughs> we sound guilty yeah, just by virtue of it's true. It's so true, man. We do sound stupid. <laughs> well, listen, I predict that absolutely we're going to have all these committees, just like we saw Rand Paul grilling Fauci, you know, you know, at the end of the day, my friend, I contend, you know, it's a uniparty, meaning everything's happening by design and they're boondoggling us. That's, I know, it may be simplifying things. Ultimately, I agree with you both, you know, the right people should be held accountable, but what we'll find out is that in every instance, there's somebody above, be it the state, someone in the state department, Homeland security regarding the big tech issue. And then regarding, you know, the COVID issue, you got the world health organization, you know, this is international. Those programs, I, 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 I you know, it'd be interesting to witness six months from now, a year from now, two, three years from now, what happens. But does anything ever get resolved? <laughs> you know what I mean? And really, anyone yeah. held accountable, except for Madoff? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah exactly, exactly. Yeah, everyone. See, every once in a while, they have the sacrificial lamb, right? Right. Yeah, they say they say so they can say, look, we prosecute these people. What are you talking about? One out of every eight million, right? <laughs> yeah, and you know, they, yeah. for all we know, Epstein's back at Pedophile Island, St. James Island. How the hell do we know? I mean, they, both cameras yeah. are out, both guards were asleep. He could have been whisked off to anywhere. Exactly. You know? Right, right, right. Anyway, um, I wanted to respond. I'll, I put a bunch of links in the live chat of talk shows and experts on Ukraine and Russia from well you'll see the everybody there i mean i i don't need to go through it all right now i just would suggest that people consider one thing we're being propagandized like we are every single war that we've been in since world war ii or maybe even then you know what i mean who was financing yeah. both sides of that you know what i'm saying ibm henry ford uh, you know yeah I mean, i'll talk more later about the the trade we just did of the merchant of death with the basketball player. Britain. Oh yeah, but I find it I find it hilarious. Not hilarious. I'm not I'm not laughing. You know, sarcastically, I find it amazing that we're giving all this money. We're sending billions and billions of dollars to Ukraine to fight the terror of Russia, and then we're sending a terrorist back to Russia to terrorize the Ukraine. It's insane. It's totally fucking no. Insane. But brother, it just depends on how you see. See, it's all about yeah. the military industrial congressional, you know, complex. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got to add the word congressional in there like Eisenhower originally intended. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Then yeah. you get the whole story. There's, oh, it's a big money laundering scheme. You know what I mean? We got to enrich them and <laughs> you know, charisma. And, yeah. <laughs> what, if we call this guy the merchant of death, who's Biden? The mer Was it Biden the merchant of dementia? <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you remember when Ronald Reagan had... Uh, supposedly, you know, was a report he developed uh, early onset dementia, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, with, around 1981, I think. Yeah. Well, let's put that in context. Yeah, right. And then you put that in context. Would, would, was Butch, too, who grew up in Connecticut, but somehow developed a Texas accent? You remember that, right? You oh, know? Man, it was hilarious. Yeah. It was yeah. The most hilarious thing about George W. 
is that he's from Connecticut and he sounds like he's from he's from uh, Dallas. <laughs> yeah, but that's the, that was his out, so he can sound like you know, kind of bumbling, like you know, you know. But the truth is, I'm, I'm, you, you probably didn't see it. Saturday Night Live did a skit on many years ago regarding Ronald Reagan. You know, where they had some they had some great people portraying you know politicians over the decades you know yeah so anyway this guy's playing reagan he's in his skit and he's you see him as you know early answer to mention not really able to cognize cognitize things and then the next scene is he's actually running the whole show everybody around him is falling asleep running the whole show it's like the sharpens attack you know but um who knows you know um, yeah i mean you know it, it's uh it's 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 absolutely insane, and I will talk later. I, I do want to get I'll get to Jenny and Daniel in a second. Oh, okay. Later on, later on or tomorrow, we'll talk more about about this trade off. I've been thinking about this trade off, you know, of of the merchant of death with the basketball player. And oh. obviously, when you state as the merchant of death being traded for the basketball player, it doesn't seem like a fair trade, does it? It doesn't seem like the best trade. If I was like a if it was a sports team, I would not like the trade. I would not. <laughs> I'd rather have the merchant of death. Like I said, just, they, they, they need to keep the death going on both sides. You see, you got to yeah. fund both yeah. sides, you know. I know. And, and the fact that we left a, you know, a, 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 a war hero is still there on a 14. He's been there for three or four years. On right. This, you know, four, you know uh, they, they called him a spy and they, they put him in jail for 14 years and we left him there. But we bring back the black lesbian basketball player. Look, optics aren't good. The, the optics on this whole thing aren't good. The trade no, no. was not an even trade. And the whole idea of, of not, you know, negotiating with terrorists, the whole idea of doing something like this means the next person who goes to Russia can be kidnapped and there'll be someone else who we get, who we have to get another terrorist. We have to, you know, the, the, the kidnappers will keep kidnapping, right? If we keep giving them what they want. So you don't, you don't negotiate with kidnappers. You don't negotiate with terrorists. But evidently we do. And it's why, why, why was it done? Because Biden wants to look like this great hero, rec, you know, uh, rescuing this young black lesbian girl, basically, is what it comes down to, right? Well, the Russian An government. Another, another vote from the lesbian, another vote from the black community, another vote from the gay community. Hey, look at this. Another, more votes from the black, gay, and females, right? So you're, you're looking at three demographics that you can probably gain votes by doing something like this. So it's, it's all political. It's of course, all political. It's well, all political. Always. I, look, I don't. I don't think it was right that she was. Of course not. They're nuts putting her in jail for either planting stuff on her or because she had some pot on her. Who cares? It's ridiculous. It's horrible. But well, the, the fact of the matter is, is that this is a girl who kneeled to the national anthem. She talked about how horrible this country is, and yet we're bringing her back and not a, a not a military hero. It's it's it doesn't. It just doesn't look good, Bill. You know, I mean, the people on the right have a have a have a point. It doesn't look good. They got to divide us to conquer us, brother. You know what I mean? That's it's all it. about political theater. Split the yeah. right and the left, and the, pick one. You know, just exactly. split us up. Exactly. You know? but, but Bill, let me get to the next callers. All I, right. I really appreciate. Thanks as always. Yeah, you're Thank welcome. You. Thank you. Okay. Uh, let's see who's next. Is it Jenny? Hey, hey Jenny. Mike. How you doing? What's up, Jenny? So you are you on Twitter now? Are you still banned? No, I was banned <laughs> at the end of the summer, and I've been shadow banned for years. Why do you think you? Why was the official reason why you were banned? Uh, they didn't give me one. It was just gone. But was there a tweet you put up that you figured, like you know, like Charlie Kirk thinks he can think of 
some things you put up, Jay Bhattacharya put up about, you know, COVID lockdowns affecting kids. Is there anything you put down that you, you is it, was there one tweet specifically that annoyed them over there? I had just finished up six weeks of investigative journalism around a human trafficking case. Ah, okay. And yeah. I think I teed off some people oh. who are pretty powerful. Did- Oh, did you affect their, their, their groomer friends? Did you, well, did you, did you, did you offend one of them was friends? running for, one of them was running for office in Utah. <clears throat> and my posts on Substack were, you know, not getting a lot of traffic, but they were getting good traffic. And, uh, I just think this person had enough power to, to say, get her gone. I'm really curious to see if I'm on some list somewhere, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm not like super popular or anything, but. It's a, it's of interest to me. And today I was thrilled that a fellow substacker came out in defense of my work because at the end of the summer, a bunch of us who were all covering the same story were sent cease and desist letters from a law firm in Utah. And um, this guy, I put a link in, in your chat. Um, he mentioned me by name, which meant a lot to me, and just said, look, if you don't stop doing this to all of us, we're, we're going to sue you. And I told him in the comments, I'll join you in that lawsuit just under free speech. You know, I think I think I think the next thing people like us should think about, especially as more evidence comes out, is a class action lawsuit against the former owners of Twitter. I mean, they, they certainly have the money, don't they? They're certainly well, I would, billions of dollars. I so. would absolutely join in that because it's not just a loss of retweets and likes. It's it's a loss of income for so many of us. Who were working home businesses and mm-hmm. the internet, you know, was that's a great absolutely point. That's a we, great point. How we were working our businesses and right. to be deplatformed from everything, you know, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. everything, either shadow ban me or completely cut me out of yeah. the conversation. It absolutely killed my business. Well, I don't make any money off this podcast, um, but. But my retweets of my podcast don't get the visibility they should get with 7,000 followers because of my shadow banning. So I, that's a point right there, you know, and but you're right. A lot of people financially, you know, uh, that was their outlet, you know, and they a lot of people don't have the money to put ads up the way wealthy people do. Right. You can put ads up. You can go on Facebook or Twitter and spend money on ads and that kind well, of thing. But- have you ever been on YouTube? I mean, I work so hard to get my first thousand subscribers. And once you get that, you can monetize. And I worked up to 18,000 subscribers. I worked so hard. Yeah, it takes and a lot of work. It took, it took a lot of work for me to get to almost 7,000 followers on Twitter. Yeah, and I, was, I was ready to monetize and really start rocking it. And it was just gutted, just gutted. And it's so frustrating. So yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled at the direction things are going. I'm praying that we can win this it's a battle for our hearts and minds and to just get my free speech back would be so meaningful. I love Colin, but you know, it's still limited how much reach you can have. And if I can't promote it anywhere else except my own Substack, you know, it's kind of limited. Well, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to, to Dave Sachs, the owner of Colin, because he's, he, you know, he's obviously on our side of the political spectrum and he, he, uh, people like me who have shows every night, five nights a week on his, on his network and people like me who have these kinds of shows and then they're not getting, we're not getting the visibility of our retweets. It hurts his network. His network could have more visibility. So I I think this is all a part of a, of a really a class action lawsuit 
that we should all get into. And I think we'd have a really good case. And we have probably a lot of really big, high-profile lawyers who would take it at this point. I think so, too. And, you know, David has been great because he's not letting them get away with the fact that so many of us on the right side of things politically were the ones who were suppressed. People keep saying, oh, no, it was everybody. He's like, no, no. This was absolutely being done to one side of the political spectrum. And like I said, it's been eight years of shadow ban. And uh, it's a long, long time. Well, and Sachs made a good point today on Twitter. He said the country is basically, like I have said, split 50-50. You know, it's a very it's a very split country. What would the percentages be without exactly. the left having – Right, with the left having all like? this undue – you know, all this influence on social media that they, that they had for so long? What yeah, I saw that be? tweet and I thought that's, yeah. that is exactly the point. You know, yep. and it's not just social media. I remember being in chat rooms like in the early 2000s talking about politics and the moderators were always so harsh with anybody who shared anything to the right of Bernie Sanders and the progressives could say whatever they wanted, you know, and there was just so much thought police work and shadow, just shadowing of your comments. And then if you said anything insulting, you're gone. And I got banned from so many chat rooms that were just a bunch of moms talking about this and that. And it just was like, if you brought in anything conservative off with your head. So um, it's a new day and I'm excited. So thanks for letting me chime in. Sure, Jenny. Absolutely. Thanks. Have a good one. Thanks for calling. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, Who's next here? I think Daniel. Hey, Daniel, what's up? Hello, Mike. Yes. Hello. Hey, um, I just want to speak a little bit to this um, frequently made assertion that the the wealthy and connected um, always escape justice. Um, it's because it's simply not true. It's it's um, they they certainly can buy a lot more justice than the rest of us, but it's not true. And I have before me a couple lists. Um, one list has approximately. 30 congressmen who since 1980 have been tried and convicted of various felonies. And the other list has about over the last 15 years, 10 billionaires and former billionaires who have been convicted of crimes and serving time. So justice does happen and we got to wait and let this all play out. See what happens. Be um, engaged, you know, try to do as much as we can for the uh, effort that is the effort of justice and um, stop being uh, so it's good to be a cynic. It's good to be a skeptic, but it's not good to be a pessimist. They're very different things. And uh, pessimism tends to breed its own results. And um, I just uh, would like to caution people to realize that justice is possible and um, work, work toward it and it'll happen. You mean the kind of pessimism that leads to thoughts like, well, there's nothing we can do. Let's just forget it. Right. There's nothing yeah. we can do. Oh, well, I guess we're just going to have to drop it. Yeah, kind of and, and it, yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's learned helplessness, and it's, it's something that is very prevalent in our country. And, there's, and it's, it's easy to understand the psychology of it. That gives people a pass for doing nothing. It's true. Absolutely. I mean, we've talked about this before, and that's, that's definitely the truth. And I, but I, I do uh, – I like what Gator had to say about, about Jack Dorsey, and I, I don't – 
I don't want to give Jack Dorsey a pass just because well, he's prepared. But no, just because he seems to be for all this that stuff. You know, he seems to be like the cheerleader now, rah rah behind Elon Musk. Some of it could be legitimate, right? It could be real. Or it could be just so he gets excused, right? Yeah, it's already so, looking like yeah. Dorsey could could have lied before Congress um, when he, when he said that no one was exactly. getting, was getting banned. So um, right. you know it, that may have happened, or maybe that Charlie Kirk's timeline um, is more yeah. appropriate. Um, Mister, yeah, Mister Dorsey's gonna have to prove he didn't know. Yeah, yep. Yeah, there's going there's going to be lots of allegations, yeah. and there may be um, some prosecutions and. And we're going to see, hopefully, I mean, just this, every American should put their finger on the scale of justice and, 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 and try to work toward it. And, and please stop with the pessimism. Stop with this, woe is me and it never happens to them crap. This is, that's not productive. And I know you, and I, I know everyone here wants to be productive. So please, please stop that. <laughs> no, we all want to be productive. There's no doubt about it. It's just I think I think the cynicism comes from I think well, I know where it comes from. and I understand what you're saying. Yes, yes, there have been very high profile wealthy people who are behind bars. I get it. True, it is very true. But I think the problem is that there, because these people are so high profile, when the, when the ones that are the highest profiles, when nothing happens to them, that makes people believe. It gives them the sense. That these people are just always let off the hook, so that is, that's probably where the perception comes from. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Of course, that's where the perception comes from, and and there's reasons for that because the wealthy often do get off the hook. But justice does happen, and 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 there, you know, it happens frequently. And yeah, the scales are tipped toward the wealthy; they get more justice than than the non-wealthy. But hey, that's that's no reason for pessimism. You you, you work toward what you want. You work toward the justice that you want to see in this world. And if you fail, you fail. But you tried. And and you can go to sleep at night with a clear conscience doing that. So, it's, you know, that's, that's all I'm asking for, from people is to, to, to can the pessimism and, and uh, just to just lift your voice for justice. Not exactly a William Wallace speech, but I'll, I'll take it and run with it. That's fine, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> it's good enough. It's good, it's good enough. And there's a lot, a lot of truth to what you say. There's a lot of truth to what you say. Okay. You know. Well, have a good night. Right. Thanks, Daniel. I appreciate it. Okay, I want. I do want to. Uh, I want to play something here, and this is Dan Bongino on uh, Sean Hannity tonight, and this is Dan Bongino responding to what uh, happened to him and many of us, but to him particularly. Uh, and the censorship that we are now that they've now uncovered on on Twitter and the shadow banning and such. And I like his response because it's it's very yeah, look, I'll admit it. Italian from New York. I do appreciate Dan's style. In fact, I like to call him Don Bongino. But here's Dan Bongino on Sean Hannity talking about uh, the proof that he was shadow banned. You were the fourth tweet of the night. I wrote you immediately and said, can you come on? I'd love to get your response to this. Uh, Let's first look at the big picture and then talk about what they did to you specifically. Well, let me give you the big picture first. This is some Soviet-style bullshit right here. There's the big picture. You want to hear it? There's unfiltered Dan Bongino. This is, uh, you know... I've known this the whole time, just so you know, it was called the conspiracy theory. 
I interact like you do with the audience on radio, my podcasts, and the TV. They email me. They send us uh, through the website. I read their Facebook messages. Not all of them, obviously, but I tried to read a good chunk of them. I've been told forever, so weird, I can't find you on Twitter. You're a checkmark, whatever, verified account. Bongino is not a common last name. It's not Joe Brown or John Smith. How come you don't come up? And it's interesting, when I spoke about this on my show and elsewhere, where I was called a conspiracy theorist and a wacko, just like I was called a conspiracy theorist over Spygate, over the impeachment hoax, over discussing the idea that cloth masks are not going to protect you from COVID. Now let me give you the even bigger picture, because I've become public enemy number one, not for crimes, Sean. I've committed no crimes. As a matter of fact, I investigated crimes and served this country doing so, both with the NYPD and the Secret Service. But these D-bags over at Twitter and elsewhere who've made me public enemy number one, this is just the beginning. You don't even know what's happened to me because I don't whine about it all day like whiny leftist snowflakes. My website's been banned by Google Ads for no describable reason whatsoever. I was banned by YouTube for suggesting that cloth masks don't work, which is now scientific fact. And now I find out I'm on a not safe for work shadow ban list on Twitter because I've committed the thought crime of being a conservative. Please, audience, look me in the face and tell me now, all you media clowns and goons and nuts who told me I was the crazy conspiracy theorist, tell me we live in a free country where three of the largest social media platforms that are the new public space we can all talk in, when an opinion guy like me cannot speak on these platforms or is restricted from doing so or banned in the case of YouTube, shadow banned in the case of Twitter. Tell me again how we live in a free country. You're the fourth estate. You're supposed to protect this stuff. You guys have a constitutional carve-out, the freedom of the press. It's literally written in the Constitution. And what do you do? You ignored this story the entire time. It's the biggest story of our time. The mass shadow banning of conservatives going on in this country by this big tech consortium right now. Um, I mean, that says it all right there. I mean, it's true. And it's, it's, it, it goes deeper than just him. And it goes deeper than just me. And it goes deeper than just any of us who have been victim of this. It's basically eliminating one side of the argument. That's what it is. It's basically just eliminating one side of the argument. It's, 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 it's turning the volume down on one side of the argument, okay? Just turning the volume down slowly, slowly, slowly until it hits zero. And that's what happened. And that's what happened. So masks were effective, right? Masks were, I don't, I don't, I don't see anyone saying masks are not effective. Where, where is the proof that masks aren't effective? Where, where's the proof that cloth masks? I, I believe cloth masks stop the spread of COVID because that's all I see and hear on MSNBC and CNN is that we must wear our masks. We must wear our visors. We must wear two masks. I don't see anybody. I don't see anybody refuting this. Now, where is it? Where is it? I don't see it. I'm, I'm Mr. Liberal. I don't see. I'm Mr. Open-minded Liberal. I don't see it, though. I don't see the other side of this. I don't see all these facts. I don't see all these. You say there are these charts by this guy who wrote this book about that, that show masks don't work? I, where? Where are these charts and graphs? I, I don't see them. Of course you don't see them. Because it's all been turned down and eliminated and omitted. And that happened with all of these issues. And Dan is right. We were all called crazy conspiracy theorists. 
We were all called crazy conspiracy theorists for all of this stuff, whether masks, whether it's lockdowns, whether it's closing schools, whether it's vaccine passports, whether it's the fact that Twitter shadow bans people and censors the left. We were all called crazy conspiracy theorists nuts that should not be listened to, that are enemies of the state, domestic terrorists. Now, of course, we're being proven to have been right all the time. We've been proven right that when we talk about Orwell and Nazism and fascism in 1984, this is exactly what has been happening. It's exactly what's been happening. And more and more is going to come out and more and more is going to come out. And I'm going to cover every bit of it on this show. I'm going to cover every bit of it. I'll never get tired of talking about this because this is so important. It's so important for everyone to know what happened. And as we've talked about in the past, it's so important it doesn't happen again. I know it's happening. But the cynical people out there are thinking, but Mike, it's happening now. It is. It is. But this is just the beginning. This is the vanguard of all this stuff. More and more will come out. And I believe we will then see what happened. We know if it happened on Twitter, it obviously happened on Facebook and on YouTube and on Instagram and on all these. Well, obviously. Obviously, they're all run by the left. They're all techies who are, who give to, you know, 99% of them are Democrats and give to the Democratic Party. So we know what happened everywhere. We know what happened everywhere. But I believe there'll be more and more evidence of it happening everywhere. More and more evidence of it happening on these other platforms as well. And a lot of it will have to do with the Republicans digging and investigating and holding hearings starting next month. That's, that's, that's where a lot of it's going to take place. Elon Musk can do what he can do, and he can dig up all this stuff that's there at Twitter, under the carpets of Twitter. He can he can do his part, but he doesn't have the power to put these people in front of millions of Americans and have them answer for any of this stuff. He doesn't have the power of the subpoena that the House will have. So they're going to have to really grab the baton next month. And luckily, all this is happening just before they take power. And they'll have all this information and all this evidence to work with that they would not have had had Elon Musk. See, this is why things do matter. It does matter that Republicans won the House because there'd be no hearings without that. It does matter that Elon Musk finally bought Twitter because without it, none of this would be coming out. So these things matter. As cynical as we like to be, sometimes these things do matter. We don't have to love Republicans. We don't have to love Elon Musk. But these things make a difference. These things do make a difference. One thing I just want to play, and I'll give William the last word again. I think William wants to come back on, but I do want to play also, and we'll talk this, this will preview tomorrow's show a little bit more. Governor Ron DeSantis said Florida is going to hold vaccine manufacturers accountable for side effects of COVID-19. Something else that is so important. So important. Uh, I have uh, let Ron DeSantis tell it. Before Musk on Twitter, Twitter was they're trying to use massive power, massive ability to shape the narrative to enforce orthodoxy and to marginalize dissenting views. And so the orthodoxy they want is not your values or my values. I can tell you that right now. And so, you know, and you see it. 
And so this was one thing when they're talking about Hunter Biden, but there's a hundred other examples that they're going to be able to show and how they marginalized people that were speaking the truth on COVID was really, really damaging. And it ended up killing people uh, because people would tell the truth and they would get deplatformed um, on Twitter. We're also going to be doing some stuff because I have a Surgeon General in Florida, Dr. Joseph. really, really strong of just fighting back against the narrative and the phony um, uh, phony uh, um, uh, things that people are trying to do and focus on the evidence. And so, you know, we are going to work uh, to hold uh, these uh, manufacturers accountable for this mRNA because they said there was no side effects. And we know that there have been a lot. And so we did a study in Florida and you saw an 86% increase in cardiac related activity uh, from people 18 to 39 from mRNA shots. And so we're gonna be doing some stuff uh, to bring accountability there because I think it's just something where mandate on you in Florida. Um, you know, we said, you know, no, because like Orange County wanted to fire firefighters. Gainesville wanted to fire people. But even the corporations like Disney wanted to fire. So we said no across the board. So everybody had the ability uh, to opt out of anything they were trying to impose on you. But there are other people around the country that got forced to take this. And then what? They're not allowed to sue or get any type of recourse when this is not something that they wanted to do. Uh, so this is something that we're going to lead on in Florida. So we're going to have uh, probably some announcements over the next uh, three or four weeks on that. So important. So important. Once again, Ron DeSantis taking the lead. Ron DeSantis taking the lead. Once again, all of this also ties in to this stuff we're, we're uncovering on Twitter, right? That the dissenting views that young people didn't need this, that it had side effects, that stuff was trounced immediately. That stuff was deleted. If you did it enough, your account was suspended. And now, of course, we're seeing that there were side effects, that especially the younger people are having heart issues, that young people are dropping dead, children are dying, children are getting heart problems that, that nurses and doctors have never seen in these kinds of numbers. Now we're seeing this. So they were lied to. So people were lied to about these vaccines. In many places, as DeSantis said, not in Florida, but many places, people were forced to get these vaccines. And now they're seeing that there were side effects and they were adversely affected, either hurt or killed by these things. So they, if they're still around or their families, should have the ability, should have the right to sue Big Pharma. Okay, here's a Republican, supposedly, all right, a corporate Republican on the side of Big Pharma and Big Bullshit. Here's a Republican who want to hold big pharma accountable and big media accountable and big tech accountable. And the Democrats are, you know where the Democrats are, snuggled up against them, up there, you know what. And all this once again ties into what we have seen on COVID, on Twitter. People not being able to get the right information, not being able to get the other side not being able to see the opinion of doctors, highly, highly respected doctors with multiple degrees from Stanford University, like Bhattacharya, like Marty McCarry from, from Johns Hopkins, like Peter McCullough, one of the most highest rated cardiologists in the country. Malone, who invented a lot of this fucking thing. <laughs> Insane. 
the COVID dump is going to be amazing. I do want to start to wrap up the show. If anyone else wants to call in, this is the last call for calls. But let's see if William, William, did you want to add something? Yeah, well, you know, my dad sold for J.B. Serrell for two and a half decades. And so. Right. That's right. That's right. You had said that a while back. Yeah. And so I, well, first of all, I got by posting what's in the NIH library, PubMed, Open Access Medical Journal, upon which these good doctors built their protocols, I got banned from Facebook. Right? You see? You so, see? Yeah. 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 Facebook would ban. I, I have, I have, I've had multiple bans during COVID. Multiple yeah. bans. Yes. Yes. Facebook and then, yeah. I, I, I'm sorry to cut you. I didn't mean to jump That's right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I'm triggered because, with all due respect to Dan, it's Daniel, right? The last caller. Yeah. yeah, 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 Daniel. Yep. The percentage of white collar criminals that go to prison versus what really goes on in this world is infinitesimal. And I'm talking CEOs. Let's, I mean, Steve Mnuchin, the foreclosure king, Kamala Harris wouldn't go after him. He becomes Trump's treasury secretary. If you look at the financials on a lot of these Republicans and Democrats throughout COVID, if, there'd be a lot of people who should be in jail right now for insider trading. If you look at the big banksters during the housing market crash and that whole HAMP program and how that shook down, People lost their homes. They were told this happened on a property. I was on in Escondido with my ex. We were told to stop paying in order to qualify for the HAMP modification program. IndyMac, One West Bank became our server. Fannie Mae owned the loan. Yes. We had had San Diego wildfire fire damage over nearly a million dollars with the damages. And that those banks went full steam, you know, because they changed hands at one point to try and foreclose on this. While we're in the modification process, they doubled the requirement into escrow we paid for taxes and insurance. I had to meet with the Fannie Mae rep in the San Diego Convention Center to get that straightened out. There's people who lost their homes, they were foreclosed on, and those people retired with bonuses, Daniel, and that's the tip of the iceberg. We can go through the pharmaceutical industry and the lawsuits filed against Pfizer for the medical malpractice and I mean, where do we start and where do we stop if we look at the fines, which are a fraction of what they're profiteering off of their predatory actions, and versus who goes to prison? I mean, right. this, I, I, when I listen to them, not to mention, I've had my own personal experience that I want to add quickly. I got arrested four times in this corrupt state, prosecuted illegally 1,400 straight days litigating, exposing the corrupt lawyers. I sued three law firms. The corrupt hotel credit card banking industry where I stayed at while I was getting brandomerized for contract fraud, credit card fraud. The um, the probate courts, Castellano went to prison, the CPA, my father's probate matter. Nobody else, no, not the four judges I went through, not the executor. No, no. The Catholic Church, I'm a victim of pre-sexual assault. I got a thank you letter from everybody in New York all the way up to the Letitia James office. She's the only AG in this whole country to sue the Catholic Church for failure to protect children. And they arrested me here three times on that issue, claiming I was harassing people, trying to get people here to act like she would and did. And so, you know, I, I can talk for hours and hours, and I know it's your show, and you got, but I'm on call in. 
And I sometimes I know, my, I my shows go for hours because I, I talk I to victims of pre-sexual assault that got no justice. I talk to victims of corporate uh, kleptocracy that got ripped off. They're, as I tell my story, it stimulates people. I mean, and you know, I've been on your show a lot. So, Daniel, you know something? It's not about being pessimistic. It's about observing. It's about calling out for what it is. And again, let's talk. You want to talk insider trading? That's never supposed to happen in Congress. And what did what did Truman say? Show me a politician who gets rich. I'll show you a crook. Look at the financial gains of the Pelosi, any McConnell. These people came in and look where they're at today, 40, 50 years later. You know, it, it, it's again. Well, I don't I know, mean, I, I, Bill, I, I sense your frustration. I do. I understand. Well, I, I think do. you nailed it on the head that we get a couple people. They'll throw the sacrificial lambs. They stay in, in prison club med. Do you follow me? Look what yeah, happened that, that's the other thing about these white collar criminals. Their jails are pretty nice compared to everyone else. It's a slap on the wrist compared to what yeah. they do. People yeah. die. Like you said, people have died. I have two people and one, like my younger brother, died after the COVID vaccines of a massive coronary, had no comorbidities, 50 years old, was dead before he hit the ground, according to the doctor, because he never put his hands out. My stepsister's daughter, 38 years old, little athlete her whole life. After her second shot, she died in her sleep, you know, and they were told it was safe and effective. So nobody had autopsies done. Do you follow me? Because it was like, I know. They, still not they had a heart attack. People, no, they died. Yeah. Son of death. Sorry. Go ahead. They still, they still, they cannot put the vaccine as a, as a cause of death. They, they can't. They can't. They don't. It doesn't well, the matter. Doctors are threatened. Look at the bill they passed out where you are that they're trying to get reversed, right? Just yes, by going I against know. the contemporary narrative. You know, yeah. and the thing is, and I know, listen. Here's, here's, if you look at the financials, and we're never going to see this, but the insider trading that went on just through COVID, you had a lot of right wing, you know, Republicans who were profiteering, making trades based on yeah. after their meeting. And uh, where was it? There was a meeting they had in January, um, some committee meeting, and there were trades being made. Remember that came out, but uh -huh. nothing ever happened from that, yeah. you know, yeah. happens all the time. That's uh, standard operating procedure. Right. So I encourage, look at, I you think know. I think Daniel's point, Bill, is keep fighting. You can't well, you can't let this make you stop fighting. And you haven't stopped fighting. I know you no, haven't. No, I haven't You're stopped fighting. fighting. Yeah. I got to have both hips replaced. Once I get that done, you know, fraud trumps. Every, there's fraud on the court trumps everything. Eliminate statute limitations, whatever. So I'll be back in court once I, I can drive again or walk again. So it may be a couple of years, but and we'll see what happens. Whether or not they'll even take the cases because the judges. You have to happen all the time. You don't have standing. When you're like, what do you mean I don't have standing? Statue limitations, they'll pick something out, pull it out of their rear end. Yeah, a technicality, yeah. a technicality. Yeah, of course. Anyway, yes. thanks. Uh, no problem, yeah. Bill, of course. Okay, let's see. Hold that. All right, so. All right. All right, <laughs> I was going to say, we. Start. this is the Bill Gator and Daniel show tonight. All right, guys, very quickly. All right, guys, very quickly, be succinct. Be succinct. I know you Brits can be very succinct if you want to. So, okay, Gator, what's, 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 uh, what do you have I to I know add? that you will say, this is me being pessimistic and cynical. It's not, right? I'm going to flag something and we need to watch this as well. DeSantis, okay, he's go if he's going into run for 2024, election yeah. strategy, how do you pick up votes? Half the country, roughly half the country is unjabbed and they will never be jabbed now. 
That's the vote he's going for, for presidential election. How do you do that? Well, you just appeal directly to the reason why they weren't jabbed, because they know something was up. The supply contracts, all of that stuff, it's all coming out. So he's appealing to those people, yeah. right? I get it, get it. Wait, wait, wait. But you're saying he wants to win? Oh, no. What a no, no, no. Horrible yeah, okay. But wait, 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 wait. So, so what he's going to do is this. He's doing what you think, you know, you're appealing to that, and he's making this case, and he's coming out with these statements. But what he actually has to do, and he won't do this until after the election, is he has to deal with the legal reality of the Pfizer supply contract and the, and the FDA um, liability shield and, and actually have any way of defeating it, right? And so I, I, my money is on this. He won't be able to do it, right? Because what he needs to beat that shield is my understanding is this. He needs to be able to prove to a criminal evidential standard that mm -hmm. fraud occurred mm -hmm. in the manufacturer, right? Mm -hmm. In order to undo the clauses that I've read in the Pfizer supply contract and the US liability shield, right? Now, in order to achieve that, he's going to have to have something that overrides the implications for the FDA, Fauci and all these other players in order to pull off that. Now, I, I, I hope that he is really going to have that fight because he should, you know, and and it, it's 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 doable. Right. It's doable, particularly if enough of the docs come out. Right. And actually, we can see some of a little bit of this. But whether you can build a criminal evidential standard case that really swings a jury, it's going to it's going to be as long as the it's going to take as long as the Theranos case took, which is yeah. no, you, five plus years. Right. As okay. far as as, as far as as far as going after the big farmer, right, they need to prove that they lied, right? They need to prove they knew they were lying and they lied. But 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 what you can do is you absolutely can. The the, the these companies, these businesses that made people get the jabs, they are not immune. They are not immune, you see. So you can go after the, the companies that made employees get the jab. And if they were adversely affected from that jab, you can absolutely go after the employers. Yeah. Okay. But but just one thing. Just take one airline, right? I think American um, had uh, you know two two airlines. I think American Delta both did the mandate. Now I know in those worlds that there are at least a definite handful of confirmed vaccine injured people, right? How much is an airline captain on who's been running the show for mm -hmm. 20 years? I think in the US, you're looking at 300K in a major, yeah. right? Right, right. So let's say 10 of them won uh, the damages based on a, an illegal mandate from, uh, from, from American. You got any idea what the potential um, criminal damages or civil damages scale of that just those 10 guys is going to be? It's going to take. It's going. You're going to end up. And now, now take that through more pilots who come forward once they, once these gutless fucks. And trust me, pilots are remarkably gutless. Once they realise, oh, oh, there's a are few really? who are, who are yeah, oh, yeah, I'm not joking, right? Once they, once they see that a few pathfinders are going through and they all just start jumping on the wagon. That's what they do, right? Then, then basically you are then opening the pathway not just for more pilots who are all on high wages in your majors. But you're opening the pathway for all of the uh, cabin crew. That is chapter five bankruptcy scales 
of liability for your airlines. It's not going to happen the way you want it to, because well, what DeSantis is doing is paving the way for that. That's not going to happen. Your, well, your, your government will not allow Gator, it. Your deep state will not allow it. Now, Regator, I think I think part of this, though, you have to remember, as far as you're talking about going after Big Pharma and, and the manufacturers of the, of the vaccine, is that when proof comes out, as it will, that they were colluding with big tech to censor people like Jay Bhattacharya and, 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 and censor people who had opposing views. And they were squashing that on social media. They were in collusion with social media. That is right there, a loophole, I think, to go after them. See what I'm saying? So I think yeah. part of all this, I think he's talking about this partially because of what's all this is coming out now on Twitter. So I think I think that's the idea, and he's talked about that. He alludes to that in the, in the clip I, I I played that he's he expects that a lot of this COVID cover up stuff is also going to come out, which is going to show this show this collusion between big pharma and big tech, and he can go after them because of that. Yeah, look, it's already some of this is already happening. If you, I mean, I've done work in this arena, right? In in Australia now, there are. The, the equivalent of the FAA has been dragged in front of some politicians who've asked very specific logic building questions to begin to challenge and set the tone for the liability of the regulator in Australian aviation for backing or allowing a mandate for untried uh, damaging um, medical stuff. This wave is building, right? I agree. But the, comp the, the problem with this that you must be prepared for is that if it's allowed to run its proper natural course and you get to full-scale deflection on potential damage awards, this stuff is so broad and so systemic, it would end both of the major airlines inside Australia like that. Mm -hmm. And that's already been anticipated by Qantas and um, Virgin because they've set mm -hmm. up a new airline, okay, a very new, a new beginning airline. Right, which is going is designed to be the jump ship thing once this ship eventually hits the fan. So that's already being anticipated by the corporatocracy. So they are already building their escape path. Why is this important? Because what happens is Qantas with will will if, if Qantas fails or or American or Delta, all those employees will then get jobs in the new airline. Well what happens when you create a new airline? You can create completely new contracts on lower money, on today's money, not yesterday's money. Mm. That is a win for corporatocracy because they've just cut your real-term wages and, and, and completely gotten rid of all of their legacy benefits. That's wow. what's coming down the pipe when you fuck with corporations like this. So even though it could, you can get a legal win, and I hope they do, the deeper loss is that you will see the re-engineering of the airline industry in a way that no, it I, I think, I think, I think, I think DeSantis's idea is to go after big pharma. I mean, not just with their it collusion. Has to be done. Not, yeah, not, not just with their collusion with, with big tech to eliminate dissent, but also the idea that in general, before the COVID vaccine, these vaccines were not mandated. They weren't forced upon yeah. people. And these were forced upon people. And I think that's where he's going with this. I think that's where he's going with this. Daniel, Gator, yeah. let me let you go. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Let me go to, I'll go to Young next, I believe. Let me see if I can do this. Hold on a second. Young, make next caller. Young, is this Young Teddy? Hello? Young. 
You're on the air. Hey, Mike, can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, I just wanted to talk a little bit about Sanchez and some of the reservations I had about him. Uh, to me, he just seems like a swarmy politician. Obviously, politics, you're going to say anything you need to win the votes. But when it comes to him versus Donald Trump, um, I'm not sure if you've been paying attention to some of the Ye West revelations with the dinner that he had at Mar-a-Lago yeah. with the white nationalists, supposed white nationalists, Nick yeah. Fuentes. So yeah, Nick Fuentes, like, right, right. Yeah, I feel like at some point, you know, Donald Trump is probably going to be getting pushed further to the right from... Hello? Young, you just you just cut out there, Young. Are you there? You just cut out. Yeah, I'm not hearing you anymore, so I don't know what happened there. Um, but you can come back if you can figure out the audio. Let me see if I can do this here. Let me see if I can. Daniel, are you Daniel, are you able to speak? Yes, I'm able to speak. Are you able to hear it? Okay, so it was, it, it was on Young's side. Young, you can go back into the queue again, but you just all of a sudden you cut out and I couldn't hear you anymore. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll make this quick. And ahead, all I want ahead. to say is that um, pessimism is always a safe and easy bet. It's, it's usually a winning bet. I am so glad that I never listened to the pessimism within me and outside of me in my life, because if I would have, I would have ended up like two thirds of the kids that I grew up with who were either dead addicts or inmates by the time they're 21. Instead, I made a wonderful life for myself. And we can make a wonderful world for ourselves, too, when we don't listen to that pessimism within and that pessimism from without. That's that's all I want to say. It's always a safe and easy bet. You can be damn sure that you're more often going to be right than not when you're pessimist. But do you want to be right or do you want to have a better life? That's all. Yeah. That's 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 all I'm asking. Okay, that's it. Okay. Yeah. And no, I, I guess I guess the answer is to Young. If, young, I don't know if you. Oh, look, there's Daniel back on the queue. Uh, OK, Young, if you want to come back, I think Young is gone. Are you there, Young? If you want to come back on, let's see if this works. OK, let's see. Can we hear you now? Young, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. It may have okay, been you cut out there. Yeah, you got cut out there. I couldn't hear you. But you were saying that you think Donald Trump's going to be pushed further to the right. Yeah, I believe he's getting pushed further to the right. Especially if you look at the polling from that dinner, it seems like about 36% of the Republican base actually approved that of that dinner with Kanye or Ye West. Yeah. Um, so there wasn't that much of a disapproval when it came to the actual base. And I feel like that Christian, Christian nationalism, that fervor mm -hmm. is coming back into fruition. That's kind of what the Republican base wants right now. They want that old school 2016 Trump, the unapologetic Trump. So if Trump actually wants to distance himself and become the front runner, what what is he going to offer something that's different to DeSantis? DeSantis, he's an establishment type of Republican. You can get that with any other Republican. He's polished, he's safe, he's nice. So I, I feel like Trump needs to just go as crazy as possible if he wants to get his loyalists back on his side. Not the so way I, it worked in not the way it worked in his speech though. The speech he gave was very measured. His his speech yeah. that he's announcing his his run was yeah, very. Yeah, it was very much. In fact, most people most people brought the fact that it was kind of, it was kind of the sleepy kind of speech he usually criticizes. One hundred percent. Yeah, he he needs to get back to that grassroots 
Christian nationalist energy that he had in 2016 that propelled him. Um, he can't disavow the loyalists. I'm not sure if you saw the video he made where he kind of gave some kudos to the January 16 um, yeah. riots. So get, yeah. get, get him back to that fundamental grassroots energy um, is going to be very important. Because someone like DeSantis, he, DeSantis. He, yeah, DeSantis, he's a different type of politician. He's an establishment politician. He does all this, um, what, what do you call it, stunts. But that that's just the game boasts. I don't actually believe he's, you know, going to actually hammer against big pharma, hammer against corporations. He's doing all these things as a politician. I, I'm going to disagree with you because usually the, the reason why he won by a million and a half votes is the people in Florida, which is the only thing that counts because I don't live there, um, say that he follows up everything he says. If he says he's going to do something, he does it. So I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know if I agree with you on that, Young. In fact, everything I've seen him say he's going to do, he's actually gone ahead and done. Now a lot of the stuff like like uh, like uh, Bill and and uh, Gator were talking about are going to take time. I mean, they're, they're, it's tough. If you're gonna if you're gonna go after big pharma, it's not going to happen overnight, and you better have your guns a blazing. So I'm not saying it's going to be easy to do, but people in Florida said. That's why he won votes of Democrats and independents and Latinos and base the votes that usually don't go to, to Republicans is because he follows up on what he says. And that's so rare. You know, it's so rare for a politician, you know, so we'll see how it plays out. There's a long way to go. But I'm going to make my prediction, as I've made on the show for over a year now, the nominees will not be Biden and Trump. Biden will not be the nominee for the Democrats, meaning he's not going to run again, because if he runs again, he's he's, he's probably obviously die. the nominee. <laughs> yeah. But 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 I, I don't think either Biden or Trump will be will be the nominees come when when everything is said and done. But we'll see how it goes. Right. Okay. Long well, way to go. Yeah, I appreciate that, <laughs> yeah. that yeah. opinion. So, yeah. Young, thanks for the call. Yeah, I appreciate no it. Yeah. Take OK. Care. All right. So uh, there's one thing. Something just came up on. Daniel sent me something. Ian Michael Chung wrote to wrote to uh, this, wrote to Elon Musk on Twitter asking him a question. Oh, here it is. Ian Miles Chung wrote to Musk saying, "Here's a question for Musk and Barry Weiss: Were any political candidates, either in the U.S. or elsewhere, subject to shadow banning while they were running for office or seeking re-election?" And Elon Musk just answered. About 10 minutes ago, yes. And as the libs of TikTok said, Elon has now confirmed that Twitter shadow banned and suppressed tweets from political candidates while they were running for office. This is even bigger news, and I hope, and I'm sure since Elon said yes, there will be evidence of this straight ahead, hopefully. Because that's, once again, Bad to from bad to worse, folks. From bad to worse, if they were show they were actually banning people. But this makes sense. I mean, they were banning everybody. So why would they have made that exception? Why would they have all of a sudden had some morals or ethics and not done it then? He they they did it whenever they could. I mean, that was actually the point, right? So they could control the election, so they can control the narrative. How do you do that? Well, you raise the volume of the liberal Democrats and lower the volume of the conservative Republicans, and that's what they did. All right, this has been another great show, folks. Thanks, everyone who called. Who called? Bill was the call. Daniel called. Uh, who else? Young uh, and Gator and everyone who called in. I really appreciate it. 
and everyone who's listened, I appreciate also. The name of the show, by the way, those of you who haven't listened before, or those of you who have listened before, I want to remind you, this show airs Monday night through Friday night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 a.m. if you're in London, like uh, Izzy, Iggy, um, Gator, whoever it wants to be called. Uh, So I'll be right back here tomorrow night, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern.